Groovaholics. Welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Birthed by a love of music, we're all about culture. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. If you gain value from this podcast, personally share it with a friend and explain your favorite part. Let's get groovy. Groovy.
Welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and the surrounding region. I am here with Ryan Garnett of WNYMusic.com. Ryan, what's up, man? Ah, uh, thanks for having me, man. It's so it's, I'm, I've been so happy to meet you and see what your podcast is all about, and I, I love what you're doing, and I'm, I'm really happy to be on. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your story, and I'm sure everyone at home's curious as well. Um, we just heard Tortoise for a uh, Tortoise Forest, Forest, all about the glow sticks. To start things uh, off is, tonight, um, the album is called All About the Glow Sticks, which is actually just one very long song. That Got is it. the first half of it, and it's called Squelch's Brisket. I love it. I love it. Why did you choose that song to to kick us off today? Man, they're just the, they're one of the hottest bands in Buffalo, kind of pre-COVID. And I hadn't really even, I hadn't seen them live and I hadn't really even listened to them much. And they sent me that. Um, I'm not even sure if that's been released yet. That might be pre-release. It might've come out last month, but, um, I was really blown away by the musicianship. Um, they've got guys like Tom Varco and Max Davis, and they're some of the most, just the best, most versatile, most unique musicians in the area. And, uh, I, I'm really excited to see, you know, uh, B- B- Buffalo ha- is, you know, we do well with our jam bands, so I, I think they've got a, a really good chance of uh, really making something of themselves. Yeah, jam scene's huge in Buffalo. Love those guys. I know they've played Rochester at Temple Bar and Grill a couple of times. Um, super talented band, one of those bands that shreds your face off, your 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 jaws on the ground by the end of the show. Yeah, you feel like they, you, you've gone to space and back and you've got uh, you've got souvenirs for everyone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So WNYmusic.com. Um you're you're the main guy there, right? What what do you do for WNY music? If anyone hasn't been there yet, obviously open a new tab, check it out. It's as simple as WNYmusic.com. Um what would they what are they gonna find on that website? Sure. Well, we have the most comprehensive list of bands in uh, the Western New York area, which does include Rochester. Um, right now, the list is around 575 bands deep. Um, for every band that we have on there, we try to include social media, contact information, band member names, bios, all that information. That was all uh, mined off of Facebook over uh, lonely COVID months. And uh, so we kind of started with that um, when the website, the website was originally a thing back in like 1997. And for a lot of people, the list was the best part. So bringing that back was like first and foremost, most important for me. Um, and then from there, uh, we have a blog where we have, uh, we've got about three or four different writers. We do, uh, reviews, interviews, any kind of features. If we think anything interesting is going on, we have an event tab there. When that stuff happens again, um, we have three and soon four, um, podcasts on our podcast tab there. I like making it a place where people can kind of find as many local podcasts as they can find. Cause I think there's a lot of really good, good ones happening musically. And then on January 20th, 20th, uh, we are uh, launching our archive of music, which is, um, it's, I was in a band in 1998 and we made an album. And as the first part of the archive, I put it up and I shared it with the other guys. And I found out they hadn't heard their own music in like 15 years. So for me, I thought, 
Like, I, the, a lot of the bands I've been contacting from that era are telling me the same thing. Like, I didn't know we had these. I don't know where to find them. And I think that's terrible. So the archive is, like, kind of half about doing that and kind of had, like, a, like history and library kind of function. And then the other half's going to include uh, local concerts, bootlegs, things like that. Um, I take my little recorder with me to Nietzsche's sometimes or other places. And with the band's permission, I record them. And I've got a big library of stuff like that that's going to be slowly going up. And uh, I'm working with a few other people who have archives of their own that we're going to be converting over. So we ha- we like we literally have an endless amount of material right now to work with. That's in- that's incredible. I'm going to have to dive deeper. I've done the same thing in the past. Ultimately, taking my own bootleg, you know, portable <laughs> recorder. If I can get a soundboard and mix them together, but you know, just documenting local music, documenting music from our hometown and. Oh my God. I mean, Buffalo's got an incredible music scene, right? Absolutely. Did you you say how many people are on the website thus far? How many bands are just in the Buffalo area? Ooh, I'm going to guess about, so there's 575 total. I'm going to guess that somewhere around the 400 to 450 mark is Buffalo. Wow. And that's like, and that's missing, um, and that's missing a lot of uh, local hip hop from the area, which is kind of the newest area I'm trying to reach out to. That in Rochester, because we definitely need some more Rochester bands on there as well. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll probably have plenty of recommendations that I can have on on this show. Oh, um, I, yeah, I could go on for a while. And and we'll do that offline. But so I'm wondering, you're, the the website's got a little bit of everything, then, right? You're not yeah. catering to a specific genre. You're ultimately trying to highlight everybody in the Buffalo region, then obviously no. expand beyond it as well. Absolutely. No, um, uh, I'm a part of Buffalo Infringement Festival, and I, I kind of share the idea that the festival has where everyone – Everyone gets their, everyone gets their, their, fi- everyone gets their five minutes. You know what I mean? Everyone gets up on the website. What they do with it from there is, is up to them. But I think every band deserves an outlet. And, you know, if I can help provide that for them in whatever way, then that's what I want to do. I'm with you. I'm with you. And a lot of people listening right now, um, they're from the Rochester area. They're bu- from the Buffalo area. They're from the region. I have people out of country listen to the show once in a while. So Ooh. that's always fun. But let's say there, um, we'll start with being a musician, but then we'll go into maybe they're a writer or photographer. But let's start with they're a musician. What's the process for them to get on the website? What's the process to get you guys to the honor to review their album? Things like that. Where should they start? Well, um, if they're interested in being added to the list, if they go to the page, right on the top of the page, there's a link to an email address where they can, uh, all you have to do is just uh Give us a few of your social media links, uh, a photo and a bio, and we can build that page up in 10 minutes. Um, as far as reviews go, um, the email address is wnymusicguy at gmail.com. Um, if you send it there, I just kind of I throw it in the pot with all the rest of the uh, the reviews I'm, I'm waiting to do, and my writers uh, kind of pick and choose as they please. So I don't really guarantee a turnaround time, but, you know, eventually it's like, Eventually, they'll get to everything, and um, you know we'll find. I, it's better to really have the perfect person to write an interview than try and shoehorn someone in who might not really be into like that kind of music. So I like I like having it like that. Love it. And and the third part to the question is: What if I'm a photographer? What if I'm a writer? Do you have an outlet for me to get involved? Whether it's an internship or how does that work? How how does someone new come on board if they're excited and they want to help? 
Uh, they can contact me on Facebook or uh, the, the WNY Music Guy email is fine as well. Um, everything I do is volunteer run, um, and nothing I do I've I've and with any of this nothing I've ever I've never done anything by myself. I've always done it with help. So if people want to come in here to get experience, if they want to like hone their writing skills, if they want to do things like that, I think this is a great environment for it. And it's one of the reasons I have all these different things going on and available is so people can kind of come in and do their thing. Um, I graduated with a degree in music industry in 2004, and uh, the, indus the music industry kind of collapsed a couple years earlier because of Napster, and um, so half a million music industry people lost their jobs all at once. So instead of just fighting against recent college graduates, I'm fighting against people with connections and experience who I'm sure are willing to make next to nothing just to stay, like, keep their grip on the industry. So there really wasn't any, like, I, the internship I had did nothing for me. They, they, the, the, the experience was, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. That's I don't excellent. know. How I don't know what Facebook thinks, but fuck Facebook. Go on. Fuck them. All right. Um, no, like my, my internship experience was shitty. They brought me back for an interview as a token. Uh, they helped me get a job afterwards. Nothing. So I don't like that. So um, so kind of a lot of what we do here is just trying to give people who want a chance to, you know, just try out what they do in an environment where it's cool if you make a mistake. And uh, that's kind of what we offer. And that goes uh, into westernnewyorkmusic.com. It expands to the podcast we do. Um, it expands to Buffalo Infringement Festival. And I mean, even I launched a YouTube page for video games last month called uh, SideQuest During the Apocalypse. And we could use help there, too. So wherever people want to chip in and help, like, we're, we're happy to have them. Love it. Love it. I'm happy we got that, you know, on the table right off the bat, because listen, guys, if you want great experience, if you want to serve your community and the music culture in your community, obviously, WNYmusic.com is a great way uh, to start. And um, oh, and one other thing I wanted to mention, um, please. Uh, we do like four credit college internships as well. I've been working with uh, Fredonia, Geneseo, and Buff State so far, but um, especially with music industry, a lot of those kids are losing their internships because nothing's happening. So um, I can what we provide here can be it can be an office if people want to come in, but more often than not, it's remote. So if people you know need those internship credits but can't figure out where to get them, um, that's something we can help them out with too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, great. And listen, I, I'm happy to have you here. We'll dive deeper. The other thing I want to address, just because it's on my mind, and you're here talking to me on Zoom. While you're talking, I'm clicking mute, and I'm coughing up a storm over here. <laughs> I, wa I want to let people know, just because I'm probably going to cough in your face at some point. Not in person, though, over Zoom. Um, the family here has COVID, so I might have okay, it as well. I have it here. I might have it COVID myself. Um, obviously you can't get it by watching me here, but everybody stay safe. If I have a little bit of a cough, uh, there goes Ryan bringing yeah. in his mask here. Just want to make sure. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't, I don't want you to give me a virus, but I'm ting. Oh man. I wasn't planning that joke, but it made the mask worth it. It was All funny right. cause you went to grab the mask. I didn't know how long you'd be. So I was awkwardly continuing to explain that I could have COVID and, um, I promise you can't get it over the, the phone you're holding in your hand right now. Um, and you obviously on the zoom here, Ryan. Yes. So just wanted to mention that in case I cough in somebody's face here, but 
the reason I mention it is this is my favorite part of the week. It's great to have these conversations. I love talking about music and to go from a 500 million thousand foot view, you know, real big picture stuff. Why music, Ryan? I mean, you went to school for, you know, music business, music industry. You obviously love music. You obviously played music or or in the, the industry if you wanted to ultimately do a full-time, do it as a career. Um, obviously, it's not the highest paying job in the world, and it's usually not the <laughs> first thing that your parents recommend when oh, you're no. talking about a career. Why did you choose music, man? Is there moments in your life? that stick out to you or what, what is it about music that makes it all worthwhile for you? I just remember like just tuning into MTV in like fourth grade and my mind just being blown by all these new things that I saw. <laughs> and it was just it, like, and it was so interesting. And I, you know, I kind of took in all of it. I liked all the music I was hearing. And then you get a little older and then, you know, uh, I, I played a little bit of bass. I liked covering some, some better than Ezra, some presence of the United States of America, some of my, my nineties favorites. But, uh, honestly, westernnewyorkmusic.com was a big part of it. Cause like, I remember watching MTV and it's like, oh, that's musicians. That's what they do. But I had, as a 16-year-old kid in the suburbs, I had no idea what was going on at a local level. So when you start looking at it and you're like, oh, there's 80 local bands that exist. And like, even if I get put on like a crappy show at a VFW, I might get put on uh, this show with like a couple bands of like adults. Like this is, this is what's, so that was kind of the moment when I'm like, there's not just all this big stuff, like the, the one in a million, sh there's all this stuff happening at like a local level and it's just, uh, th th there's so much you can do. So, you know, I went to college wanting to be a rock star and then I liked audio engineering. And then, you know, I had a really well-rounded uh, education where I went to school, but I also didn't specialize in anything. So I, I kind of, even when I graduated, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but uh, I kind of reached out everywhere. And like I said, it was hard finding a job. So um, I went into civilian life working in cube farms. I, uh, um, I, uh, I worked, uh, I did health insurance processing for a while. I had a really weird job where I tested toys for a consumer marketing product, which included okay. like lighting stuff on fire. It was crazy. <laughs> I did some like social media stuff and then I have a disease called mitochondrial myopathy and I got really sick and I'd been sick since I was probably about, I'm going to guess about six, somewhere between fourth and sixth grade was when I started having some weird things happen to me. Wow. So everything kind of crashed for me at that point. So I spent a couple years on the couch just languishing oh, and then, um, in the past, I had written for allwny.com, which is another local local music and news site. And um, I'd done that way in the past, like right after I graduated college. And they had a new owner, and he reached out to me, and he said, you know, um, I see I see you've done reviews in the, in the past. Do you want to do them again? And I'm like, as long as it's a genre I want to do. Because I ended up doing music I hated. And I ended up like I, – I did like three reviews, and they were all mean. I think they are all fair, but they were all mean too. Um so I'm like, as long as we can do that, it works. And, you know, we started there. And when, you know, we were, weren't getting any CD submissions, um, which kind of sucked from local bands. So then we started doing concerts and I got free concert tickets. So that paid for itself. Um, and then I decided, like, I, I'm a, I can be a pretty gregarious speaker. So I wanted to do a podcast. And actually, my first plan was to do a video game podcast. 
but I couldn't find anyone to do it with. So I think it's okay. really kind of interesting to think about where I'd be now if, if that video game podcast became the thing and not the other way around. But uh, I started doing the music podcast and then everything just started coming really naturally to me. And, you know, I, I understand how this stuff works with my education so I, I can explain things clearly. And, you know, as you get experience doing the podcast stuff, you can speak better and you can ad lib. So it just kind of kind of just started becoming the thing. So and once the podcast started, that was when I really started diving like headfirst into Buffalo music and just found out that there were, you know, I was in a band prior to my podcast and it was like, yeah, no one goes to shows in Buffalo. There aren't any really good bands. And then you actually like look and it's like, oh yeah, we were wrong. We were just being <laughs> lazy. Yeah. So, but that's kind of just exploded from there. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's free expression it's uh it's happiness for so many people i know it got me through some depressing times in my life when i was younger and um yeah it just it feels good it feels great without a doubt um that's one thing we didn't address from the start i, I forgot to mention that you have your own podcast right what's oh, yes. the name of your podcast How, uh, where it, do you find it it is the struggle is real buffalo music podcast you can find it on facebook at facebook.com backslash the struggle is real podcast or it is at uh, wnymusic.com backslash the struggle is real struggle is real podcast the mm -hmm. struggle is real it is especially this past year i mean granted we're in 2021 but we're still not we're still not into the light yet we're still going through some darkness here the struggle is real mm -hmm. um speaking of music just in general we've got a little listening party of uh, the these uh four tracks you sent me today we listened to tortoise yeah. forest mm -hmm. these are all buffalo bands yes they're all they're all buffalo bands what what should we listen to next? What about this Bukowski track? You know what we should listen to next? Because I was just talking about the podcast. Uh, why don't we put on the Carmen and Lizzie track? Yeah. Um, we were talking about recording bootlegs with a Tascam recorder. Uh, I had them on for an episode of my podcast, and I used this Tascam recorder, and I recorded this track five feet away from them, and I'd never really heard them up close in person. Uh, Carmen and Lizzie are cousins, and the way their voices just mesh is it's on I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking mm. about it to be honest and that's what it was happening when i was recording it and to me um that was just it was really like it's weird saying it for like a calm acoustic track but it was really like an electric atmosphere for it so um this are these are two songs that are off their um oh man i don't remember the name of the album but that's okay uh but yeah. the songs are called um shelter you and um nope it's shelter and carry you those are that, yeah. Yeah, so. so shelter and carry you. I jumped into the data and I saw that here. Live from the st Struggle Israel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's me. Cool. Hey, this is always fun for me because I, I just got these tracks, you know, an hour ago, which is quite yeah. fine. It's actually more fun because I haven't listened to this yet. So I'm listening it to the listening to it for the first time with everybody at home. So let, let's check it out. Break my back so you can breathe So many worlds
That was pretty. I kind of want to, I think they should do a Fiverr thing where they'll sit next to people's bed and play them to sleep. I like that. I pay for that. Yeah. I'd, I'd contribute to that Patreon if that was one of the awards <laughs> I got. Yeah. And that's from the Struggle is Real podcast. Mm-hmm. Love to hear it. Um, Struggle is Real podcast. Who who else have you had on the show? Do you have any notable guests that if I were to check out and listen to my very first episode, where should I start? I mean, obviously you don't have to just name one, but um, who comes to mind for you know a great interview, maybe a great live performance, a great experience, a great learning opportunity, any of that? Um, Allison Pipitone was, I think, episode number nine for us. Um, she's a Buffalo Music Hall of Famer. Um, she was playing in LA in the 80s and then back in like again in the late 90s. Um, she has some great stories. She has some great experience. Um, she's actually the one who got me into getting interns as well because she teaches at SUNY Fredonia. So she was great. Um, we've had, uh, Anthony Casuccio, who is, uh, uh, 
uh, he's worked with, um, he's actually been nominated for a few Grammys, I believe. He's uh, the music chair over at Villa Maria College. Um, he's done a lot of really cool stuff. He does a lot of jingle stuff as well. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys have the vinyl outlet over in your neck of the woods, but those ads are everywhere here. And he, he did that. Um, we've had Ken Rutkowski, who worked with Eminem in the past. Um, I'm actually really, really excited. Our next episode is set to come out on Friday, and we had our biggest guest ever. We had 10,000 Maniacs on. Wow. Which cool. I was... When I talked about like MTV, like when I was like ten, like one of the first videos I remember is Ten Thousand Maniacs and These Are Days. And um they were a great interview. I think we're actually gonna have to cut it into two episodes. It went so long and uh we had a really fun time with them and they had they had a lot of really interesting stories. Wow. Yeah, that congratulations on that. That sounds like it's oh, gonna be a ton of fun to listen to. And um, let, let's let's put on our thinking caps and kind of just get weird with it. Yes. If you could, if you could invite anyone, if not just invite, if you could have anyone on your show, live or dead, Ooh. who do you think would make a, a great interview, a great conversation? Who who would you want to have on your show? Um, maybe a mix of live and dead people that, um, that would just really make come to life. I, I just I just finished watching the new Frank Zappa documentary called Zappa, uh-huh. and yeah. I've been into Zappa since high school. But uh, the documentary really kind of even reinforced how just fantastic and interesting and um, varied of a person he was. I recommend checking it out. It's it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it was directed by Alex Winter, uh, who was the Bill and Ted guy who isn't Keanu Reeves, and it was kickstarted over like nine years. It's really cool. Um, I, I'd love. Always love that. Um, I've been a fan of David Lynch uh, for for just about as long. Um, I mean, with both of them, I'm really into art that really elicits emotion. And it doesn't have to be a good emotion. Like, sometimes people watch a Lynch movie and it makes them angry. And it's like, that. it takes a lot to make someone angry, though, in that way. So I think, you know, no matter how you elicit, like different kinds of emotion just making something that elicits it that much is uh is really magical um from a local level uh, i'd love to have robbie takak from the goo goo dolls and who runs music as art on um i'd love to he's always doing some really great things so i'd always love to talk to him about what he's doing um man i'm trying to think i mean i honestly Ten Thousand maniacs was the guest i was reaching for from a local level for a while um man i can't even think of yeah, I mean, we stick local, but um, I, I love Ben Folds. I've loved his music for a long time. He's a he's a great speaker and a really interesting guy. Uh, I, I think he'd be great. Uh, John K. Sampson, who is the, the singer of a band called The Weaker Thens, who are out of uh, Montreal from like '97 to 2007. Um, I I really like I really like a songwriter. I I feel like if you're a songwriter and you can write about like just minutia, just like day to day stuff, and make it sound interesting, you're also mm-hmm. the kind of person who's going to make a good interview. And I think John Sampson and Ben Folds both fall under that category. Um, I tried to inter- I tried to get Henry Rollins to come on the show. Um, the the excuse they gave us is that he doesn't he doesn't do interviews on the same days he speaks, which is cool. Um, and, uh, oh, there was one other, like, swing for the fences guy. I tried to get Andrew WK on when he was in town. Oh, wow. I, I like, I, when I first heard the music, I thought it was so cheesy, and then I saw him live, and, the, yeah. like, the joy and happiness that goes on at his shows is just, it's, it's, it, it sucks you in. Like, it's, like, even if you're not into the music, you, you'll, you'll have kind of a fun time at those shows. Yeah. Happy so, to be, sometimes it's, you're happy to be pissed off with music like that. Yeah. 
Well, great. Yeah. If any of you guys are listening and we just said your name here, wnymusicguy.com at gmail.com, right? That's, that is it. We'll, we'll make it happen. And that's the beauty. There's, there's so many great musicians that there's no way to name them all. Um, shout out again to Zappo. When I was a kid, my, that was my father's favorite musician. And I had a big old tapestry, the size of my wall with like Zappa, just with his, his jeans down standing there in his underwear. So I grew up with a, you know, boxer brief Frank Zappa and right behind me every night. So (laughs) whatever that beats. I actually had the poster of him sitting on the toilet. So (laughs) there you go. That's, that's how we met. It was the universe. Love it. Love it. And let's let's talk about Buffalo venues because oh, sure. I've been to quite a few, but I like to always come in with a beginner's mindset. And let's assume some people haven't really been to many venues in Buffalo. Uh, where would, granted, everything's on hold, so everybody supports your live streams. But you know, where would you frequent most often? Where would you recommend? Um, maybe you know different venues that have different styles or anything like that. Well, I, uh, I have to, I mean, I have, usually on a Friday or Saturday night, I, I book shows at Milky's Elmwood Lounge, which, um, isn't a place that a lot of people know about. It's a smaller venue. It's for about 128. And, um, over the past year, we've kind of been, we've been getting some better acts than we have in the past. I actually helped them put in a completely new PA system. Um, the drinks are inexpensive. Um, the food's okay. Um, the bar staff is super, super friendly. The regulars are great. And there's, there's a karaoke night. There's an open mic night. There's an open comedy mic night. So there's always a lot of stuff going on there. So I, I always, if you're just like looking for something to do and you have $5, usually the shows there go from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. if I can do them that way. So there's always some cool stuff happening there. Um, you've got kind of your standards, which are like Nietzsche's, Mohawk Place. Um, that's where you'll kind of see some of the larger local bands. Um, yeah, Nietzsche's is kind of ends up being more kind of like a jam band funk kind of place. Mohawk's more like your traditional rock club. They've had, I think they had like, uh, like Metallica played there 8,000 years ago and the others, White Stripes played there 20 years ago. Um, and then I, I kind of, I, I, you know, I mentioned Buffalo Infringement Festival earlier, and as a part of Infringement Festival, we use over 62 venues the last time we had a festival to put music into. So we did a lot of standard venues, but we did a lot of places that aren't venues but can have music, and I've been working with some of them, and those shows end up being really great. Um, I, I Like uh, the Buffalo Niagara Hostel does concerts. And, uh, it ha- it's an, actually a brilliant room. It's, uh, it's very comfortable. It has a, it has a, the, the PA system could be fit for a room eight times the size of it. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to have a problem with that. And it's all ages, which I'm a big proponent of having as many all ages venues we can. And we don't have a lot of them in the area, especially since one of them closed uh, about six months back. So, um, I, I really like that place. Uh, the Revolution Gallery is another great place. Um, they were just a small art gallery, and then the uh, the business next door to them closed. So they just knocked the wall out, went double wide, put in a sound system, and uh, they mm-hmm. have some really cool parties there. Um, they've got amazing pop art all over the walls, and it's a wine bar, so they have fancy drinks. Uh, so that's a great place. Oh, man. I feel like I'm missing something obvious. As usual. Probably. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of... 
And then um, uh, there's also uh, stamps in uh, in, in uh, Tonawanda, which is a little up north, is a great place. They have some of like the beginner like hip hop acts. They've got some more like the like the more metal kind of stuff, which you won't always find in the city. Like like stamps is a really good place to find stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I think you covered a lot of ground. I hope. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I can I love Rochester. I could talk the same way about Rochester, but part of me feels like when music opens up, I want to to somehow just move to Buffalo for like three months straight, maybe move to Syracuse for three months, Albany for three months, once I can see music again, because the scene in this western New York center central upstate New York area is incredible. Um Buffalo obviously growing yeah. and growing um i drive out to buffalo all the time for shows i'm wondering yeah. do, do you like sports as well i only bring oh. it up because the the bills are in the playoffs right now oh i'm a huge bills fan right no, so, absolutely i'm excited i'm a little scared this week about the ravens but um it's, it's just nice having a team to care about like this late into the season or you know when we played the colts last week people were worried up near the i mean i was worried with like the last five minutes but up until then i'm like it's our bills they'll do it yeah. And that's a feeling I can't recall having for a very very long time. So, um I think we're going to I think we're we're, get, we're I think we're due for at least a, a little bit of uh at least some short-term success over the next couple of years. So, uh I'm excited about that. Yeah. I I recall being very confident like the the Colts were catching up and there was an opportunity for them to catch up and maybe tie, but the entire time I'm like it it seems like the bills have this it, it there yeah. wasn't there wasn't like negativity you know in my heart watching that game the entire time i was wondering why they weren't winning by more cuz they're <laughs> yeah. just that they're that good this year um and what's funny is this it's wednesday night we're on facebook the audio comes out on monday so if you're listening after the game I don't know. The game's over. I'm I'm curious to see what happens, but yeah. Ravens will be a great challenge. We're um, smiling for now. <laughs> we're smiling for now. Ravens would be a huge win, and then I yeah. presume it'll be the Chiefs. That'll be if you get by the Chiefs, you're winning the Super Bowl. Is the way I'm looking at it right now. So I I keep telling people tell me I'm I'm stupid for saying it, but I'm I'm still worried about Tom Brady. Oh yeah, that <laughs> the last thing I would want to happen is the Bills make it to the Super Bowl and then get their punched in the face by Tom Brady. What's funny is Tampa Bay; their colors are red and black for the most part, I believe. Um, it's kind of it like it's like there's like a pewtery gold kind of. Okay, it's like red and gold or brown. Pewter. There's some orange in there, I think. The the only reason is I'm just envisioning, you know, the the Raiders are a great example because I'm actually a Bronco fan. Raiders are our nemesis. They wear, you know, black. And long story short, if you're wearing red, if you're wearing dark colors, you're the you're the villain in the relationship. Buffalo, they've got the blue, they've got the white. That that's an American. Those are hero American colors. Team. Yeah, those are hero colors right there. Yeah, but I I am a Denver Bronco fan, but I'm sorry. this year this uh, listen, we've won a lot in the past 20 yeah. 30 years. This year um dude, I'm I've become a Bills fan more than ever and and I'm really rooting for you guys. Thanks. You no, know, they they've been a blast to watch. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So more music. Um what should we <laughs> listen to? We've got Bukowski, we've got the Philip Steven track. I haven't heard him yet, man, so I'm going to let you take the lead. Ooh, let's go with Philip Steven. Uh, Philip is a, a great singer-songwriter. Uh, he kind of wrote some music when he was younger. 
had a child, so he took some time off and got back into it. Um, he's just like every time I hear him, I'm just like I need to have him on everything. I just <laughs> I love like the soul in his voice, the way he plays, the melodies he uses. You can tell he's um, he's a very versatile kind of guy with the music he listens to, like a lot of diverse influences. And uh, I think this is a really beautiful song. Um, I asked him how to pronounce it because I think it's five O's and an H. So I believe it's ooh. Right. I think that's exactly how long I'm supposed to hold. So ooh. All right. So this is Philip Steven with ooh around that it. line. Yeah, first Close time. Close to that. With the battle in your head Thinking this paranoia's justified Lost sight of the vision in your bed Thinking you could find somebody better than that Ooh, such a fool Stop thinking that Every outcome is negotiable Tied your own rope, man Dug your own grave So go make your own bed And you can die in it Why'd you have to hang me out to dry? Still dealing with the aftermath. Why'd you have to leave me alone? I woke up in the dark feeling miserable. Why'd you have to waste my time again? Ooh, thinking every outcome's another problem. Maybe we'll grow. Sides with the monster in your band, dude. You'll corroborate the alibi. Lost friends, and you canceled all your plans. Damn, we deserve somebody better than that. No way, it's not okay. Stop doing this. A face adversity, you compromise. Sowed the slow seeds, and it burned all of the wheat. Now I smoke myself to sleep and hope I die from it. Why'd you have to hang me out to dry? Still dealing with the aftermath. Why'd you have to leave me alone? I woke up in the dark feeling miserable. Why'd you have to waste my time again? Ooh, thinking every outcome's another problem. Maybe we'll grow. To hang me out to dry Still dealing with the aftermath 
why'd you have to leave me alone? I woke up in the dark, fucking miserable. Why'd you have to waste my time again? Ooh, thinking every hour comes another problem, maybe we'll grow. Thinking every hour comes another problem, maybe we'll grow. Thinking every hour comes another problem, maybe we'll grow. to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Head over to Facebook, like Rochester Groovecast, and mark our page as C-First to keep in touch with everything new. Now, back to the show. Wow. I got goosebumps for them from that one. Right? That's uh, one of those songs I was actually singing along to. At the end there, and I had to double check that I was muted because that was one of those poor singing moments that I was yeah. having. Yeah, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of those sing along kind of choruses, and I, I, you know, with COVID happening, especially like over like September and October, and I we were still trying to do some shows with a lot of social distancing. I'd have people cancel constantly, which is completely understandable, but um. I had four or five people that was just my fill-in crew, and it's people like, I know they're probably free, I know they're reliable, I know they'll show up, and I know they'll do well, and Philip Steven was one of them, and every time he played, I, I, it's not, like, I would see him three times in a month, and I still don't get sick of it, like, it's still great to see him every time, so. That's what I love to hear. Yeah. It, that's that's true i mean I, I was booking gigs right when covid was getting more intense and it's very unpredictable oh yeah um where we'll be back to live music soon I, i've been thinking about it a lot lately because i didn't travel a lot when i was younger and i'm at an age where that's all i want to do i want to just get in the <laughs> car and leave and Getting in the car and leaving, I don't think I'm doing anything dangerous because I'm just driving in a car. However, there's crossing state lines. There's different rules. It's something – and there's nothing to do once you get to the state half yeah. the time. So it's something that really isn't in my agenda right now. But I've had plenty of time to think about where I'd like to go and what I want to do. And I'm wondering in terms of music cities or – venues or you know bands that don't ever seem to come to the region is there anyone you'd like to see or any venue you'd like to go to or perfect world like a road trip where would you stop by well if if i was if i i would travel just about anywhere in the u.s to see the band super chunk Uh, i've been fans of them since 94 i've never seen them once they are they're slowly losing touring members so um, I, I'd love to see them at some point. Um, I'm actually a little curbed uh, do, uh, for travel because of my illness, so I can't really go much anywhere. Um, but uh, we did go out. Well, th- 
I have chronic nausea, so if I can be somewhere where, you know, pot's legal, we can hang out there. So uh, Canada's it. great. So uh, we yeah. went up to we went up to Toronto and we had a great time up there. And um, before things started uh, getting shut down, I was actually talking with uh, I was working with a band or two from that area that was interested in coming down and playing in Buffalo. And then we trade off shows vice, like back and forth. And you know I've never played Canada, but um, they, they seem like they're really excited about their music out there. At least a little more than you know you see in some some other areas. Plus, what's great for Canada is the drinking age is two is two years less. So if you are playing at these bars, you actually do have more people. Hmm. So, um, I, but yeah, no, Toronto, like everywhere in Toronto just seems nice. All the people are, are nice. Um, it's a little expensive. I mean, we had an Airbnb for, for like $40 a night. So, you know, if wow. you can hang out for a week and do something like that, catch a couple concerts, like I love doing that. So I've definitely, I've made that trip a few times. I saw Zappa play Zappa, saw the Eels a couple times. Yeah, that's that's a great trip. I mean, it's not far from you at all. I mean, oh yeah, two and a half hours, maybe three. Yeah, two and a, it's really even that long to to get to Toronto. Maybe. What do you think? I think about yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay. Okay. Depends how fast you drive. Got it. Got it. Because the border, I mean, is is pretty darn close. Niagara Falls. Well, it can also also depend on how sometimes it can take a long time to get over over that to bridge. Over I'm right by, actually by the Peace Bridge, and Got that can it. be that can be a, a clusterfuck depending on the time of day and yeah. I'm but. I'm planning my attack. I, I'm honest about it. I got a DWI. It was about eight years ago. I think I'm right around the amount of time it takes before Canada will allow you in their country. And a lot of respect to that. Ultimately, the drinking age is lower. The crime rate is very low. And if you're, you know, a partying drunk who's 21, they don't want you in their country. So I got a DWI. I haven't been to Canada since I was like 14, 15. Oh, that's unfortunate. But Toronto, it seems like a beautiful place and a huge city with a great music scene. So when you can go back, we're gonna we'll make a road trip. We're gonna go see a concert together in Toronto. I, I as soon as I'm done with this call, I'm gonna start googling things because I know that I can get a special permit to enter at one point. But very simply put, if you have an offense like a DWI, Canada is just like nope. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll get stopped at the border. Haven't even tried. And again, this is not me talking smack. I actually respect the hell out of them for that. Um, they don't want crime in their country, even if it's a, something as small. But I shouldn't even say as small as a DWI. You know, it's putting people in danger. So a lot of respect for that. A lot of respect for Canada. Um what any other just dream spots, dream venues? Obviously, health can uh, hold us. Health can hold us back. But if you could go somewhere for a night, just teleport there and back. Would would you hang out in Australia? Where would you go for a night if you could just teleport there and back? Oh, <laughs> I don't have good answers to these questions either. I'm just making them up as I go. I'm really, I'm always really into those like giant, like three day, like punk festivals they have in like nice. California over the summer where it's like the first day it's like bad religion and Goldfinger, And then it's rancid and no effects the next day. And then it's like flag. And there's like 60 bands every day. Like get me on one of those with like one of the VIP packages where they get you the little golf cart in your private bathroom. Nice. Not because I'm sick, because I'm not a barbarian, and that would be that would be absolutely perfect. I I, I always look at those big festivals, and it's kind of like I want to do that, but I really can't walk that much. So that would be something I'd really love to do. 
Um, CBGBs, I actually uh, played CBGBs before it closed, so that that, wow. that would have been on the list otherwise. Um, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, I think it's Perth actually has this one of the most beautiful theater sound stages I've ever seen with its architecture and the water it's front of and it's outdoors. I'd, uh, you know, if I could go overseas, I'd love to just, I'd see a performance just about anything in that theater. Love it. I love it. This is, this is how I get off nowadays. Cause we can't see music live. I'm just <laughs> thinking about all the places that I transport into if I could. I like it. No, I, I think I think people really want music, and I think there is there's going to be I think a big boom coming out um, once we can all leave our houses again, where I think everyone's going to hopefully realizes how much they miss music, and they'll all come out together, and I think we'll have some really great crowds, and I hope that helps a lot of these businesses that are having trouble kind of recuperate some of the losses they've had over time. If we can have like a big spike once it's all yeah. over, and I I've noticed uh, most venues they treat musicians great. They treat all the you know people wait, coming wait, to see me am i cutting out can you hear me no 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 i just you said they treat musicians great and i'm confused oh uh, is there a lot of bad apples in in the bunch you hate to say it but you know there's yeah. a lot of i mean people have been taking advantage of musicians since you know people found a way to monetize it so mm. which is kind of what the podcast is about i you know i don't want to be mr negative about it but you know i think one of the things we worked that i work to do is to try and get musicians paid better and treated better at a lot of the venues we have but continue on your point that i just I, argued against I'm, well i'm actually totally <laughs> with you in the fact that i sometimes think that music's undervalued and yeah. that that's the point i was going towards you know yeah. and when it comes to treating people great a lot of times you're spot on, you know, you get free beers, you get, you know, tip top customer service, but they don't pay you well. That definitely happens all the time. And my thought is when we come out of COVID, you know, I know personally, I want to pay more for my cover charges. Like, well, pay musicians better even if we need to distance and have a smaller capacity, less tickets charge more i'd gladly pay more i i'm just dying to see music and i think the community is going to be open-minded to the fact that things have been shut down for so long that i'm sorry you can't book a band for free and tip them five percent of the bar tab anymore let's pay yeah. our musicians well let's treat them good and i think the community should be on board with it if you disagree with being on board with paying an extra 20%, 30%, look at inflation and look at the amount of work it takes to be a musician and host a venue and things like that. It's exactly it's something that is undervalued and I value more than ever. Now, going to three, four, five shows a week and spending under $50 on my covers was quite a luxury. I don't have that luxury anymore i can't even see live music now I, i'll give you the twenty dollars i'll give you the fifty dollars just give me a fucking live band dude <laughs> yeah i mean even for for the local shows i i do at milky's going from five to seven dollars something as simple as that is that's that that ends up being a lot more money in the band's pocket right. and um yeah I, I i had i was booking at one bar and uh, the guy really wanted $5 for everything because he thought that was the number. And I'm like, we're doing $7. This is a touring band. They have a following. And he goes, he named an artist from like the 70s. And he goes, well, he never had to charge $7. And I'm like, how much was his rent? 
And that was the only time I ever uh, got the club owner to change his mind after I said something. So, um, no, I, I, I think as a whole, like, you know, I can at least say when I was doing shows in 98 at Showplace Theater here in Buffalo, those shows were $7 unless you had a little pre-sale stupid little ticket thing that we had to give them so even then the shows were seven dollars or like there'd be a battle of the bands where bands would have to sell these crazy price tickets like fifteen dollars and like (laughs) you know i I, i'm all against bands having to sell tickets more than anything in the universe especially when you're an adult um but like like you know people have paid this amount of money before and you know if it is just a couple bucks what what i've been noticing that was really interesting is um, once some of the laws changed at Milky's, um, I wasn't, we weren't allowed to charge a cover for a while. So what we ended up doing is we had the band split 10% of the bar and whatever we had in the tip jar at the end of the night. And I'd say 75% of the bands we booked made more money with the tip jar and the 10% than they did getting the door. Interesting. I thought that was very, very interesting. I mean, you know, too, if you take a place like Milky's, you get 30 people paid in there versus twice that many because they can get in for free. Mm-hmm. You know, there's numbers and metrics to be done by much smarter people than myself. <laughs> That's what I love to hear, though, man. That's what I love to hear. Here goes my voice. That's what I was telling everybody about. Ooh, do I get to be the host then? <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> want to introduce want to introduce this next last song we have here I will um passed out is one of my uh they might be my favorite buffalo band I I, I really um their singer Andy has this <laughs> voice that reminds me it's somewhere between bright eyes and super chunk uh with really strong songwriting this this song's a quickie I think it's like a minute and a half yeah minute, um, minute it, 18 <laughs> it's called Bukowski and Brodigan and I, I have a little story behind it um, so this is the first song of theirs I heard, and I, I love it. It's just a real fast, kind of punky song. And um, the writers, it, t- it talks about Bukowski and Brodigan are both, they were isolationists. They were the kind of people who just wanted to be left alone. So I went to interview him for the podcast a while later, and I asked him about the song. And I'm like, so I noticed that those two authors are isolationists. Does that have something to do with you know your feelings in the song? And he goes, oh, wow, I never thought of that. Those two books were just the ones on the bookshelf. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, I read into this too much. So, but it's 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 a fun little number. I I have a a morning mix that I use to wake me up in the morning, and this is the first song on it. So it, it's a nice little cannon blast to start the day with. Love it. Let's check it out.
Yeah. Yeah. Straight to the point, man. That, that yeah. one. Um, it's, uh, it's from an album called uh, The Aforementioned and How It... Oh, crap. That's what you get for making a long album title. It's called something like that. It came out, I want to say 2018, and the band's passed out. The whole album, top to bottom, is is it's super high quality. There's 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 no filler in there. It's all really good stuff. So I definitely recommend checking them out. Absolutely. I'm going to. I love it. And anyone who skips around in the show or came in late, I think I have COVID. Two out of four members in the family have <laughs> Two out of four of us actually tested positive, so it's definitely around the house. And my throat is not—it's not doing it anymore. I'm coughing. I'm coughing up a storm. I'm like, this song's only a minute and eighteen seconds. I've got like two minutes of coughs in me right now. <laughs> so I, I do want to ask you a question that I ask everybody. Um, <laughs> It's a it's actually a newer question, but um going into twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one, we're putting together a time capsule. And I haven't started it yet. I really need to actually physically start this time capsule. I need to do some research on how to actually make a time capsule. But <laughs> twenty twenty to twenty twenty-one, we've got a time capsule and we want it to represent, you know, this this era in music and culture just in life right and mm-hmm. you know covid did happen but it doesn't have to be covid related because you know this past year doesn't represent the entire world the human race by any means but it can it can be related to covid if we wanted to sure put in together me- a time capsule what were you okay. going to ask let, I, I, let me ask my wife a quick question because i have an answer but i'm forgetting a word yeah, please, please do. And and I'm just going to keep talking, really. Um, time capsule, you get two, three options. You can choose as many as you'd like, really, but two, three options for the time capsule. And it has to be something physical. Granted, if it's like a lyric, you could write it down on a piece of paper, put it in the time capsule. But it can't be like, I wish I could just bottle music and wear it as a cologne. But you can't bottle music and wear it as a cologne. So I don't think it would smell phys- very good. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. So what would you put in the – what would you contribute to the time capsule and why? Um, I have a friend, and this is, well, this is why I'd ask. Uh, she owns a business called Felt Fuzzies um, here in Buffalo, and uh, we got one ourselves. Oh, crap. It's right there. Sweet. I have it. It's on the Christmas tree. Love it. This is our uh, – this is our uh, Mike Pence with a fly <laughs> on his head Christmas ornament. I love it. So my wife, my wife didn't want to, like, I wanted to get like the dumpster on fire or like the toilet paper Christmas tree, but my wife wanted to focus on something more positive. And this is, this is without question, I think one of the funniest things that happened all year. So also, if you haven't caught the SNL where they do a skit about this, it is, it is golden. I haven't. I was watching live and I think I'm in like the top 1% of people that noticed it immediately because I'm like nudging my girlfriend. Oh yeah. There's a fly. I watched it come on, and then it was just like, let's play the counting game because that that's up there. My wife noticed it way way more, like way earlier than I did, but like once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's it, that's your focus. <laughs> right, right. He's so stoic as well, too. Cool. A- anything else you want to contribute? I, I love I love that contribution. 
Give me a laugh. Hmm. Honestly, I don't think I have anything else I'd put in there. Beautiful. That's about it. That's that's all I need to take out of this year. <laughs> no, I throw I some. I, I would. Th- I'd throw some WesternNewYorkMusic.com stickers in there since uh, since we did launch last June. So I think, by, that, I think that'd be good to put in there. By the time they open this time capsule a thousand years from now, I bet WNYMusic.com everything will be virtual. You put on the VR. You can be live at a show. Um, oh, man. We'll, we'll be looking back at the old websites and wondering why. Wow. I hope they make like an old like AI butler that like looks and talks like me. Like, <laughs> hello, welcome to WesternNewYorkMusic.com. Like that would be where, what may I help you with today? That's what you talk like. That's what the robot talks like. <laughs> right. Uh, Ryan, again, I don't mean to cut it off because of my COVID cough. Cut it off because of the COVID cough. I like that. But we're going to have to do a part two. I'm going to go check out WNY Music right after this. Again, WNYMusic.com. Again, where? how should people get in touch with you? There's writers that want to write. There's photographers. And there's people that just want to read and listen. What are the best ways, again, to keep in touch? Sure. Uh, well, you can just go to westernnewyorkmusic.com. We've got the email address and a bunch of spots there. Um, like I said before, uh, wnymusicguy at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on our Facebook page or my personal Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, I, smoke signals are okay. Um, I can't take pigeons anymore because my I have dogs and we had a really um, – if if Chelsea T is out there, your pigeon's not coming back. I don't know how to. We killed her pigeon, so I don't know how to contact her anymore. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, hey, listen, 40, 40 billion people listen to this show. So Chelsea T, we're talking to you. Yes, we have your pigeon. Oh no 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 no! He's he's dead. We had your pigeon. Yes. The, the message arrived. The pigeon didn't make it. <laughs> uh, Ryan, again, thanks for coming on. I, I had a ball. No problem. Anytime, anytime you want to have me on, I'm, I'm more than happy to come on. Awesome. Awesome. to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. Share this with a friend and tell them exactly why they should listen. And don't forget to keep it groovy, baby.